Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I got out and uh, just looked back. Explosions, just one explosion after another. Orange flames that were starting to go up into the sky. There's a witness for the um, Highway 400 crash, which involved uh, four trucks. Two of them were tanker trucks. Apocalyptic was the word used by police and by witnesses. Three men uh, are dead, and it just catches your breath when you think of all the times you've been on the road and all of the times that you've experienced a close call, sometimes involving big trucks. And it gets the debate going whether or not uh, trucks are more safe or less safe on the roads than they were previously. It always gets the debate going. And it's deeply disturbing to hear about these horrific, horrific accidents. The uh, the highway, Highway 400, was uh, closed for more than 24 hours. We're going to begin today with this uh, story and uh, take some calls from you as we go through the hour. Later on, it'll be Dr. Zudi Jasser. I spoke with uh, Dr. Jasser on Thursday of this past week. You remember last weekend, Dr. Jasser told us that he had been invited to participate to address the Parliamentary Committee on uh, M103, the Heritage Committee in Ottawa, last Monday. So he attended, and it didn't turn out to be a very friendly session with a liberal member of the parliament um, accusing Dr. Jasser of being an extremist. How many times has he been on this program over the last 10 years? Dozens of times. If there's someone who is not an extremist in any sense of the word, it's Dr. Zudi Jasser, past president of the Arizona Medical Association, nuclear cardiologist, former lieutenant commander in the United States Navy, and author of Battle for the Soul of Islam. Anyway, a conservative member of Parliament who is on that committee, Scott Reed, was so disturbed by the manner in which Dr. Jasser was treated that he uh, posted on online, particularly on Facebook, you can look it up, uh, Scott Reed, uh, posted on Facebook what a disturbing reality it was. And so I'm going to play back for you what Dr. Jasser told me on Thursday about how that uh, particular hearing went. And I asked him this question. If M103 is passed, would our conversation today be considered to be Islamophobic? You have to listen to the answer. That's coming up in the next hour. Now to the uh, story of the, the crash on Highway 400 just uh, south of Barrie, Ontario. Any of you across Canada who are familiar 
with that area will know exactly what I'm talking about. Anybody who's driven on a major highway will understand, and that's all of us, will understand what what was suddenly happened on that road. Fourteen vehicles, three men are dead, an inferno, apocalyptic flames, apparently just one of the worst accidents that uh, many people would hope to never, ever have to witness. And with us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network is Steve Foxcroft. He's the Vice President of Fluke Transport from Hamilton, Ontario, a large uh, trucking firm in the city. Steve, how are you? I'm good, Roy. Good to hear you again. Yeah, it's good to talk with you again. Steve, What was what's your reaction to what happened on, uh, on Highway 400? What's the immediate visceral reaction from someone who's in the trucking business? I think what you said, Roy, is how we react first. We react as humans and uh, the tragic part of it, uh, the loss of lives and everything like that. And then, of course, we go to the industry that we're involved in, and we look at each other. And we say, like right off the top, you said about trucker safety. Are we, are we safer these days on the roads and as truckers and the equipment? And I guess I like that to our personal lives in our passenger vehicles and take care of vehicles better than others. Some of us service more. And it's the same thing in the trucking industry where, some of the companies service their equipment better than others. And then that translates into uh, what happens on the roads each day, not only with passenger vehicles, but our, our trucks and transports as well. Yeah, I was exchanging email with someone who's in the trucking business earlier, and this uh, individual uh, emailed to me, now look, if you have one incident, let's say a gravel hauler throws a rock up at your windshield, you will then take that incident and you'll maybe say, well, all truckers are a problem. One incident with one truck will cause you to judge the entire industry. I don't know how true that is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We're going to talk to our callers later. But this situation with uh, with, with these trucks, uh, and you talk about safety and some trucks are safer than others, isn't there also an issue with uh, some of the very small companies uh, sometimes having up to three drivers in a truck at one time so the truck's never off the road? That's right. We get into a couple of, maybe three three issues, Roy. We get into the equipment and the maintenance of the equipment, whether the equipment is, is up to standard or not. Then you get into weather conditions. The scariest one for me is fog, when you can't see the people in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get into driver fatigue and distracted driving. I think those are the three issues. And again, it applies to passenger vehicles and transportation, us, and, and everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. And I think it does, people paint everyone with one brush if they've had an incident. And with our company, you know, everyone knows our fluke name in the GTA area. And if there's one incident where a fluke truck cuts somebody off or does something to it, then it's all our drivers are painted that way. Yeah, if it's on time, it's a fluke. Right. And also, it's like... All the, it's, I liken it to the airlines as well. Thousands of flights a day go off safely. And then we hear of the one, right? And then we hear of the problems surrounding that. And think of the thousands of deliveries by trucks that happen uh, without incident. But, of course, there is going to be an incident. Is The roadways are busy, and there's those three factors that I mentioned as well mm-hmm. that play into it. Steve, though, the Ontario Provincial Police Commissioner put truckers on notice after three deadly accidents in Ontario this summer, and I don't know if this statistic is correct, 
I read it and I tried to double check it, but I'm going back to my original source all the time. But it says there have been 5,000 transport truck collisions with 67 deaths between January and October of this year in the province of Ontario. Does that sound possible to you? Yeah, I think you got to believe the numbers, right? You got to believe the numbers and uh, everything. It's the it's the number of uh, transports are on the road too. Like you have to you have to know that. Look at the roads out there. Everything in the world is on a truck at some point. You know, I challenge anyone to name something if you look around your house uh, that hasn't been on a truck at some point. So we're a necessity. Having the trucks out there is a necessity. And that, therefore, the roads are going to be uh, crowded. And in many cases, again, using the GTA, using the big metropolitans of this country, the roads aren't equipped to handle the, uh, the amount of traffic that's on them. When the commissioner of the Ontario Provincial Police issues an on-notice to the entire trucking industry, how often does that sort of thing happen? Because what I'm gathering here is the OPP had a really has a very serious concern about what's happening on the highways and specifically involving trucks at this particular time. We hear that in that 400 crash, Steve, and the uh, all the bits and pieces are still being put together as far as the inqu- the, 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 the forensic uh, investigation is concerned. But one of the stories, is, so the prevailing story is that one of the transport trucks seems to have continued traveling too fast while traffic ahead of it had significantly slowed because of another accident. And that transport truck plowed into those vehicles ahead, causing the situation that the OPP commissioner called apocalyptic. So, um, I mean, when, when, a, when, when an Ontario Provincial Police Commissioner issues one of these all-points bulletins before that accident happens, putting the industry on notice, does that say to you that the industry is in trouble? I think it, it's like a lot of things. When things happen like that, they go through blitzes. Like in the holiday season, that's when we increase the ride programs that are around. Yeah. So I think it's a reactive thing to that. Unfortunately, then the accident did happen because it did come beforehand. I'd like to think that many companies around the country are like ours, that we don't need to be put on notice to be concerned about the health and safety of our drivers, the other people on the road, and our equipment. Like, we have a fleet maintenance program that we adhere to on a yearly basis. Everything comes in. Everything is um, maintained, and it's scheduled, and it's recorded, and so on. But unfortunately, there isn't, that doesn't take place all the time. You know, we get back to, in our passenger vehicles, some of us service them more than others. I'd like to see more, like we just mentioned, the ride programs and so on. I'd like to see more roving spot checks. A lot of the truckers, you know, you see the scales at the side of the road. Yes. You don't see as much of the roving spot checks that we could have in play and maybe target some of these uh, renegade transports. And you can almost tell by seeing them on the road. They they stick out. Mm -hmm. You can look at a truck, much like when you're driving along, you see an old car, you see a beat-up car or something like that. You can tell that with the trucks as well. Yeah, and And Steve, when when something like like Highway 400 happens... Uh, the, the people who get questioned and the people who are willing to talk to us are people like you who run the reputable trucking firms. Can you take a moment longer? Yeah. All right, I have to take a break. We'll come back with Steve Foxcroft from Fluke Transport. There's more questions I have for Steve. Stay with us on the Roy Green Show on the Corus Radio Network. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show on, on the, the Corus Radio, Radio Network. Network. 
at least two fuel tankers uh, that were that have uh, burnt uh, hauling fuel, uh, causing massive fire, massive fire balls and explosions. Uh, vehicles burnt out all the way up and down the highway. There's Ontario Provincial Police Sergeant Kerry Smith on that accident, that horrific accident. On Highway 400, just north of Toronto, Steve Foxcroft is with me, Vice President of Fluke Transport in Hamilton. Steve, is there an industry expectation? What happens to a driver who has an at-fault serious accident? Yeah, we. Um, it's number one, it's your insurance, and number two, it, it would go towards your progressive discipline, right? Like, uh, So you would bring them in and uh, just do your normal course of action up to termination and so on. Um, nothing from really the ministry, though. However, other than your your normal traffic violations and tickets. Okay. What would, what, what would cause a driver to be dismissed? Um, well, anything where they break the rules, like anything where it's a serious uh, um, violation of the traffic traffic act, mm-hmm. or then your own rules of your company, right? If they're in violation of your code of conduct, okay. so it would be sort of similar to any other normal employment. Uh, before you hire a driver, what sort of parameters does that driver have to be able to uh, to meet? What what uh, regulate what what uh, what constitutes a pass and employment? Yeah. It would be so. Of course, the different uh, licenses that they would be required to have for the weight of the truck and so on. They'd have to have that. They have a CVR rating uh, that they have to have. And then the last thing that we do, of course, is we have them road tested by one of our uh, superiors. Like, we have people that do that road testing, and then they would have to pass that. That would be the final step. But everything, all the all the boxes have to be ticked before we would consider hiring somebody. And I, that's standard practice in the industry, too, Roy. I'm happy to report. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, and this is a part of the email exchange I had with a trucker earlier today, and, and he got into the issue of truckers getting on the radio and warning each other where police are as far as radar checks are concerned, so that they don't get a ticket, and then they slow down where the police are and they speed up where the police aren't. Mm. How do you deal with that as a company? Is there a regulation that you expect your drivers to follow? Is that uh, something you can't regulate because the drivers are on the road and it's going to happen? We do. We expect them that they obey the traffic laws, and fortunately for us, we, we cover mostly in the GTA, like basically a Windsor to Montreal corridor and so on. But when you're in the GTA, sometimes it's hard to speed, Roy. Like when no, you're I on understand. the 400 series of highways or when you're on the QEW. Yeah. In a, and again, this is an Ontario thing, and, and I'm sure there's other areas of the country that are similar. It's hard to speed in some areas. No, I understand that. But where the opportunity exists and drivers communicate with each other and tell each other where the police are, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that that can cause additional issues, can it not, with trucks then driving more more quickly than they should, given the circumstances, reach the conditions. Yeah. We we frown upon that. We don't want that. We just want them to go the speed limit or a little under the speed limit, given the time and distance it takes for yeah. a big rig to stop, and especially if you're loaded. And that's a, one of the troubling parts, too, is if we do say it from the complaint that we have from our, um, from our drivers, we get... Um, they're in the right-hand lane, per se, Some, or for example, and someone will cut in front of them. They've, they've given themselves enough time and distance, mm-hmm. and then passenger vehicles use that as an opportunity to use it as a passing lane to get someone ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And it's tough on the truckers, right? Like, they're constantly almost getting shuffled back in the, in the right-hand lane and so on as passenger vehicles come in front of them. And, I, and I'm sure 
that most people that do that, they don't have it in their head that, hey, I just cut in front of a big 18-wheeler that's loaded, and the, the time and space that I've given him by cutting in front of him, if something happened, there's no way that they'd be able to stop. Well, just reading something from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety in the United States, uh, they write the main problem is the vulnerability of people traveling in smaller vehicles. Trucks often weigh 20 to 30 times as much as a passenger car and are taller with greater ground clearance, which can result in smaller vehicles underriding the trucks in crashes, and truck braking capability can be a factor as well. Loaded tractor trailers take 20 to 40 percent further to stop than a car. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Steve, thank you very much for the time. Great speaking with you. It's a terrible situation, but out of these situations, hopefully it evolves some dialogue and and maybe uh, more um, responsibility uh, on behalf of everyone. I, I agree with you, Roy, and uh, thanks for the time, and thanks for tackling the hard issues like you always do. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Steve Foxcroft, Vice President of Fluke Transport. So uh, 14-vehicle pileup. Four trucks, two of them were tanker trucks, and apparently one of the trucks did not slow down sufficiently um, to avoid traffic, that which was already slowing down because of an accident that had happened about a kilometer further up the road, and, and the apocalypse happened. My number is 1-800-263-2428, one 2428 Right across Canada... And road conditions matter, of course, as far as um, safety is concerned. In in British Columbia and Alberta, already snow, that's going to move into Manitoba. So that's going to cause a bit of an issue when people first get accustomed to driving on the the white stuff. But my number is 800-263-2428. Have you had an experience with a large truck that has left you shaken? Have you had an experience that has actually caused an accident? Are you a trucker and you have something to say about the trucking industry constantly being looked at? That's going to happen because you're on the roads 24 hours a day. But maybe you want to contribute to this whole issue of truck safety. It's 800-263-2428 across Canada on the Chorus Radio Network. Are truck drivers more aggressive and less courteous than 10 or 20 years ago? If you had a concerning experience with a big truck on Canada's highways, and maybe uh, truckers have an issue with some of their fellow truckers, 800-263-2428.